Hello, hello. Welcome to the Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. And today we're talking about process. Everything needs a process. We talk a lot about process or systems here, and it's because your processes really are the backbone of your business. Having them allows you to offer up the best experiences to your customers, keep your business organized, and free up your time. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business. The actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. call this week with my dear friend Krista Smith, and you can hear our interview together uh, back in episode 16, um, where we got into the topic of process. And really, everything is a process. I mean, think about it. Your morning routine is a process for starting your day. You know, how you organize your computer files is a process, no matter how much love that process needs. Um, And the work you do with your clients is a process. You know, you're starting at one point and ending at another. And processes in general are always evolving, or they they should be. You know, there's an ability to refine a process and to do better next time. And, And that's why I love that concept. You're able to go forward and then review and then make it better. This is a learning that I've taken away from my corporate days when I worked at an agency where we created live event experiences for our corporate clients. You know, we executed big productions. Some of them were just one night um, and some would last a week or longer. And we were producing events for these clients. And at the end of each, we would always do a wrap meeting. And this is where the whole team would come together and talk about what went well, what we could approve upon, all of that good stuff. So we took notes that we could apply to the next event. You know, key takeaways of the customer experience, as well as our experience as a team producing the event. You know, because you could really deliver and produce the most amazing event to the outside world, but if it killed your entire team to execute, you know, then there's definitely room for improvement. And I do love to to note that, that that processes in terms of your business aren't just about what's good for your customer. It's also about what's good for you. Every client experience is an opportunity to hone in on your process. You know, what went well? Expand on that idea. What needs improvement? You know, implement that for the next round. And here's the thing about processes. They work until they don't work anymore. And things can happen that that can force an update to a process. And this is good. You know, take the experiences that you have in your business and have them shore up all of your processes. You know, that key takeaway it may be able to be applied to other areas of your business as well. And this is the way that you're improving and bettering 
multiple areas and, and multiple processes rather than just one. Recently, I was talking to someone and I had an epiphany. If I took the inspiration from that conversation on surface level, I would have refined a process in one area of my business. But as I thought about it more, this process update could actually apply to a few different areas of my business. And the experience got me thinking about how concepts are sometimes threads that are woven through to the other parts of our businesses. And so that realization was really good for me because it allowed me to become stronger in multiple areas by tweaking my process. And that's how it happens. Things that seem to affect one area can actually apply to many. So a common time to review your process is post-launch. You know, during a launch of your service or your product, you know, notice what is being asked. That is how you improve your process right there. You know, hear it in your, in your client's and customer's own words. So whenever I finish a client's course launch, I've saved any questions that have been asked. Now, as an aside, I'm just going to say that most people do not take the time to read. So take that knowledge <laughs> and any saved questions you gather and work to improve the onboarding process for next time. Because even if all the answers are already incorporated, people need to see them multiple ways and multiple times. And for each course, or your course in particular, you also need to take into account who the audience is and the specifics that accompany that group. So for instance, if your audience is taking information in mostly on mobile, that's like a different experience to prep for. So keep refining your process so it's easier for people on a mobile phone to find what they're looking for or to see the information. The post-launch download is really one of my favorites. You know, it's a huge perspective. Um, after working with clients who have courses for all these years, I've refined my best practices approach to include learnings from all of these launches and experiences. And that concept is actually why when you bring someone in to help you, you move leaps and bounds faster than when you were going through it all by yourself. You know, having an experienced course consultant means that this person has gone through this before and brings all of those learnings to apply. Whereas, you know, you're alone and you're learning everything for the first time and you're moving slower. Process is really about clarity. The more clear you are, the better results you get. If your form is clear, the better your customers can answer it. If your onboarding process is clear, the better your clients can move through it. If your course is clear and set up well, the better your students can absorb the information. And with time and experience comes clarity, right? Like the more you go through something, the more clear the process becomes. The more feedback you get on something, whether it's positive or negative, the more clear the process becomes. You know, you start to understand your audience better and you understand their needs and you want that. That's how you can service them better. That's where you learn. And on this podcast and in digital marketing in general, you know, you hear a lot about like, who is your client? I mean, I just mentioned it a few sentences ago. You know, so much of the service and product sales process starts there. What do your people like? Where do they spend their time? What words do they use? All of this gives us clues in how to not only reach them, but how to connect with them. And it's all about building a relationship. And the more we connect, 
the better the relationship that we build. And when we work with our clients and listen to them, we are given the golden egg. You know, those clients' comments and their feedback, that is the golden egg. You know, they give you a firsthand look into what they as a client perceived, understood, took away, etc. You know, use that input. Those are all lessons that you can apply to multiple areas of your business. So the point is, take that time post-launch, post-project, when everything is fresh in your mind and review your steps. What went well? What did the client remark on? What needed further explanation? Start there for refining the process. And it doesn't have to be a big overhaul. Like if you do this each time, you're tweaking parts along the way and that makes a good process. Think about what parts do you need to know more about or what you didn't enjoy in the process as well. And we all have those parts that we can't stand doing. You know, think about bringing an expert on for next time for that. You know, take all the notes and create a process for working with them. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I heard, I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, yeah, that would be my like dream, right? This feedback is data. And data is the smartest thing to base decisions off of in your business. Data makes a point. Data proves one choice over the other. So get organized. Create a system where you store the feedback, your post-project download, so that you know where it is next time. And I know I've talked a bit about this. Like, I'm a digital girl. I got rid of the paper notebooks a while ago. My notes are digital and they're organized in folders. And the notes and folders are named by what it is and the date so that I can easily find them. And then I set aside time to review the notes and refine the process. And the process itself also lives in in an accessible place. For me, that's Trello. So I can locate it when the time comes around next time. You know, it's all about being able to access all of the good data that you have put together. And you can really set up any process you want. It doesn't have to be fancy. And I will tell you that much of my day-to-day work is just a system of notes and folders properly named so that I can locate them when I need them. And believe me, you're going to want to refine whatever process you create for organization as you go as well. So just get started with like, you know, what you think is going to work. And then when it becomes too big, too confusing, et cetera, rework it. So back to that call I was on. Besides a bit of the process conversation um, that spawned all these thoughts in me, uh, there was another cool thing that happened. And, you know, we had earmarked an hour for the call and it ran short by 20 minutes. All the questions were answered, all the topics were covered, and then the host asked, what are you going to do with this 20 minutes to move you forward? Use that time that you had set aside. That was some brilliance, you know? What can you do that is meaningful in the next 20 minutes? We all had a thoughtful answer. You know, mine was I had a client project that had about 15 minutes left to work on it, and I was able to hop on and complete it with these newfound 20 minutes that I didn't have. Think about like, what do you do with these slivers of time? You know, we tend to always think big when it comes to time. I'm gonna take the day and I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. You know, there's so much value in knowing what you can do in a sliver. I didn't waste that time. I didn't hop on social media. I didn't check my email. 
I was focused because I knew what I had to do. And I always have multiple options of things to be working on. And I find as a mom, I work a lot in slivers. And it's gotten better now as my kids have grown a bit. But when they were super young, it was, I've got an hour while they're napping. I have 20 minutes while they're watching a show. You know, my whole day was comprised of slivers of time where I was able to move my business forward. If you ever question what can happen in slivers, check out Humans of New York, and I'll link to them in the show notes. So Humans of New York are comprised of slivers of stories that make an emotional impact. In the span of a blog or a social post, you're brought into someone's life, someone's pain, someone's joy, someone's meaning for survival. I mean, these are the most enveloping stories that are told in slivers. You only learn what you need to know, and you are left different than when you started. So one that's happening now is a series. It's the life story of Stephanie, a.k.a. Tanqueray, told in 32 slivers or posts. And it's amazing how much visually and emotionally is packed into each segment. And to confirm how much impact a sliver can have, a trust was set up for Stephanie by Humans of New York to help with her medical bills, as she's now 76 years old. And as of this week, $2.65 million has been donated. I mean, that is the impact of slivers. Her story, her life story, she shared in 32 posts. So start here today. Make a list of all your tasks. You know, you can compartmentalize them into bite-sized chunks, and you can always do more than one task if you have a chunk of time. But we tend to have projects where we give ourselves one line item as a to-do. And when a to-do is so big, it doesn't fit into slivers. It's too big. And then you slow your progress because you waste that time. You know, and I still block out certain days where I set aside six hours to work uninterrupted and I get a lot done, but having my list broken down allows for these times that are slivers not to be wasted. You know, the 45 minutes that I'm waiting for my daughter while she's in dance class, the 20 found minutes because a call ended earlier, the five minutes I spend organizing my files into proper folders, that's some five minutes of found time. You know, it's all part of the process. So if today's episode resonated with you, share it with someone else. Spreading the love is a meaningful way to show your people that you want them to grow. All right, I'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.